should watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Alan Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Hello. How are we? Doing good. 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 How was our Mother's Day? I had to work, so pretty much sucked. <laughs> so good. So it was yeah. fun and good then. Uh, mine was good. Um, my aunt who lives here in Dallas uh, flew in my grandmother and we all went to brunch together. Got to see her. Haven't seen her in a while. And then we went um, out to dinner with uh, Cameron's family and his mom. And uh, yeah, just had a nice day of casually, slowly drinking all day long. It was great. <laughs> nice. Went out to a folks house, uh, immediately commandeered the TV because the Mavericks game was on to like apologize to my mother and said, hey, I'm coming over here and stealing your television, but I'll cook dinner, I promise. Uh, so watch Mavs game, did homemade pizzas on the grill. It was fun. It was a nice little Sunday. Did you guys do anything else this weekend? Uh, not really. We nice. did um, <laughs> we did a belated Cinco de Mayo with a couple of friends. It was just an excuse to like make margaritas and drink yeah. in the backyard all day in our little miniature pool and nice. um, decorate with like Fiesta decorations. Um, it, was, it was great. Again, drank all day, had a fun time, nice. and then uh, then just kept it going on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I woke up Saturday morning and the farmer's market in town is finally opened back up. And I, I only live like four or five blocks from it, probably. So I woke up Saturday, walked over there. I get half a block away and I see a group of four people that I went to high school with just kind of like sitting there chit chatting oh, and no. turned away. around and left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely did not stay, did not walk through the farmer's market. I just... It's fine. I wouldn't have been like super upset to see them. It just there's literally nothing in the world I hate more than how, what have you been up to? Small talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing working. Hang it out. We all <laughs> like, still live in Sherman, so <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's there to talk about? I, just, I hate small talk so much. So yeah, I just did not get to go to the farmers market. So just went to a regular ass grocery store instead. It's like this is better. This is this is better. <laughs> it has to be better. So that was my weekend. Did you guys watch anything? Uh, yeah, I went on a little film journey. I found probably the closest director to ever come to dethroning Richard Linklater as my number one, Jim Jarmusch. Um, so I have person. like, I have like watched, yeah, Danny, you've not seen any of his movies. I've only like, seen Patterson, I think. Yeah. Of his movies. So I didn't really know who he was, but I just, I watched Night on Earth and was just so amazed by it. I put it in my four favorites on letterbox it's like one of my favorite movies now and then i just watched like almost all of his movies and they're all like above four stars for me it's uh, it's amazing he is such a good director just like link letter there's almost zero plot it's mostly just people hanging around but set like more in new york cool yeah i'll have to check it out i liked patterson so i mean yeah yeah it's really good cool. um and then, yeah, but we can talk about the big movie we all saw yeah. together. I watched uh, last week, I don't know, randomly Cameron picked out It Follows, which I'd never seen before. Oh, yeah. I know, like, it's, I've seen a lot of, like, horror movies, like, B-horror movies and, like, old, like, you know, cheesy 80s, like, slasher movies and stuff so i get that it was a lot of like taking the tropes and kind of like 
making a thing about it like the whole bit with like classic horror movies is like the the characters that have sex always die and it's like that's the entire plot of this and I think it's like being ironic um and it was really good um but at the same time parts of it I was just like eh like it's okay like I I know that people are like obsessed with it and I'm like I mean yeah I it has get a huge it. cult following yeah I'm like I get it but I mean like it's not like it was great I think I gave it like three stars yeah that's um, I remember like I I watched that for the first time last year but I, I know the top that, of people's lists from yeah. that year I'm like and I I never knew the premise but it's like oh sexually transmitted disease is the reason you die I was like, if I had known the premise, I don't think I ever would have watched the movie. Yeah. Well, if you weren't like a horror nerd that doesn't know like the rules of the old tropes, like it's always this, you know, yeah. when it comes to like group movies and like, yeah, the bit about like a character that has sex is always the first one to die. It's like, if I didn't know that already, I would have been like, this is incredibly stupid. Yeah. No, dude, sounds sick. <laughs> sounds like right up my alley, dude. It is creepy as hell, though. Yeah. The shots of people just slowly walking towards someone are so terrifying. They're very good. Well, and also, like, I will give it to the director. Like, once you get that that's what's happening, every scene, you're, like, looking to see if there's somebody walking from a very far off distance yeah. that will later be in the shot. And it's like, okay. And then you start to question every single person who's just walking through frame. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun, like, thing to use. <sighs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Freaking battle royale happening in the back castle. <laughs> Penny, it's yeah. If y'all heard that, that's Penny. That's Ellen's dog, and just something happened. <laughs> Someone probably walked past their house. That's <laughs> not good when you live in the suburbs. A lot of people walking past your house. Um, I I go do mine with that, Alan. I watched Ambulance. The new Michael oh, Bay movie. No. It kind of ruled. I saw your review. <laughs> I kind of really liked it. I gave it four stars, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous that you gave it four stars. <laughs> it's... I had a blast, man. I thought it was so fun. It It's just like... And it, it's what I put in my letterbox review. Like I, I love the over-the-top, cheesy action movies. You know? Like, yeah like the ones with a bad script the ones with like just nonsensical explosions i love those movies and that's what michael bay did and he added cool drone shots uh ellen filling you back in i'd watched ambulance uh, i gave it four stars i gave it four stars it's his number two movie of 2022 right i've only seen 11 movies to be fair i've only seen 11 movies from this year but it is my number two behind the batman uh, I just, said it I, in my review of Ambulance, but there's just something that bothers me about Michael Bay movies where like every single movie is set on the hottest day of the year. Like yeah. everyone's sweating <laughs> to the point like I don't have a problem with sweaty movies like Top Gun. Very sweaty movie, but a yeah. great movie. But Michael Bay's, it's almost like you start feeling sweaty because <laughs> everyone looks really yeah. uncomfortable and hot. And they're and always covered like in like a layer of dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was rad. I had a great time, dude. Insane. Like it's I I love the I love the cheesy over the top 
unnecessary car chases and explosions i love those kind of action movies like the worse the script is the more fun i'm gonna have probably and this has all of it <laughs> the script is awful it's one of the worst scripts of all time jake gyllenhaal so, just being super chaotic for, for absolutely no reason, no reason at all <laughs> for no reason there's Which so much of it is thing now so much it's of like it is his nonsense eating on screen it's just that's what he does at one point he like sort of has his ambulance painted neon green and i still don't really understand why yeah, it's still an ambulance you're not gonna hide an ambulance because they tried to do the bait switch where they had three yeah. different ambulances drive out from under the highway and how are they not going to be like well why did they take the time to paint that one <laughs> clearly neon green that, that how did they get like... two other people to drive ambulances because they they told their buddies to they go steal Pop, yeah. They told Poppy to go steal two more ambulances to do the bait and switch. Sorry for spoilers, I guess, but it, there's nothing to spoil in this movie. You're not watching it was a it for cl- the plot. It was a there, classic. There may be a day move. when I, I yeah. watch this, but only if it's free. Michael Bay yeah, gets not a dime of my money. It was it's a not, classic the move plot. they did when they grew up. So you know, it's <laughs> yes. it's meant to like represent their brotherhood. Do you remember <laughs> when that guy tried spray painting the windshield? Because that's something that people do sometimes. <laughs> He just kept going on the wind, spray painting the windshield. It's just, it's so dumb. And I had a freaking, I had an absolute blast. I thought this movie was so fun. I loved it. Four stars. He's Remember when Jake Gyllenhaal dramatically just goes, he's my brother. Yeah. Like, he, dude, we like get thir- it. You've like been doing times. that. He did it like <laughs> 30 that's times. That's all movie. movie. <laughs> we get it, man. Yeah. Uh, four stars. Easy recommend from me. Go watch Ambulance. Oh, Danny. <laughs> uh, <do> we- <laughs> Want to get into Doctor Strange talk? Let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> hey, quick warning. We are about to get into full spoilers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So if, you've, if you have not seen that movie, please skip ahead to the 25 minute and 41 second mark. Go do it, please. Now, thanks. All right, Ty, go ahead. You seem. I think I'm lower on it than both of y'all. I gave it three stars. I think y'all gave it three and a half. I lowered yeah. it to three. Yeah. So here's the thing with <laughs> let's just in general, I love when Marvel gives the gives creative directors like a movie. Yeah. But I hate that Marvel tries to handcuff them. Like if you're going to give Chloe Zhao a movie, then make an Oscar Marvel movie. If you're going to give Sam Raimi a movie, go hard on a horror movie. movie. Yeah. But like, they ne- like Taika is the only director where they're like, just do your thing. And it worked out really well yeah, with this. Raimi came in like last minute and you can tell that there, there's like only two sequences where I'm like, Oh, this is full Raimi. It's the one where Wanda's like zombie walking down the thing mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. kill all of, like, Oh my God. They fucking kill professor X, which I was so yeah. pissed about. She kills I was like, every we didn't need single that. Marvel character in every multiverse she goes into. And then just rampage, and then the zombie um, Doctor Strange. That was very Sam Raimi. But yeah. other than that, it was I just the like, opening creature was a bit, yeah, the one-eyed was, octopus monster. It's just this is just like I love Sam Raimi, but like if you're gonna give Sam Raimi the reins, then like give him the reins, let him do whatever he wants. Um, also, like I don't know, maybe like think of a plot, yeah, like a good I, plot. <laughs> I walked out of there and I was like, this is a Stefan sketch from SNL. Like this movie has everything (laughs) giant one-eyed octopus monsters, 
that thing where a shield cuts someone in half, um, <laughs> zombies, and when you use music notes to fight each other, and moms. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just yeah. all over the place. I don't know. And I'm happy for Danny Elfman. Just got to go off and do whatever the fuck he wanted. (laughs) It's, I mean, they're setting up. I know what they're setting up now after seeing this movie. The next like in-game event, which is Secret Wars. So if you don't like the multiverse, get ready because it's about to be fucking everywhere. It's the yeah. It's the entirety. It's the multiverse is the next Thanos Infinity Stone MacGuffin. Like yeah. And we haven't even got to the Fantastic. You can't start Secret Wars until you have the Fantastic Four, and we haven't even got there yet. Well, so we got introduced to, and then they murdered him, which I actually well in I kind that of universe, <laughs> I kind of like because there was a lot of obnoxious people in my theater that were just going so nuts, yeah. like way too nuts. I'm like, okay, y'all got to chill out. This is a completely different universe. They're not like introducing the Fantastic Four, and then they all died, and everyone like went completely silent. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, glad I watched What If. I mean, yeah. I almost didn't watch that series, but I was like, oh, let's just watch it. Glad I did, because he like literally does like, there's a nod to every single episode of What If in here. Imagine if you hadn't watched What If or WandaVision. WandaVision. And you went and saw this movie. And <laughs> I didn't watch like, What If. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what the f- you're like, like captain what? britain what does she do like who is that yeah or loki oh. like the whole like the inner inner between where the book whatever the book of caligari whatever it's called oh yeah um that was like from, that's yeah, a whole watcher loki the yeah. yeah the danny's guy um jonathan major's character yeah well that's the end oh. of loki yeah so imagine just... having not watched loki or wandavision or and i hate loki. i kind of hated like why make wanda a bad guy like we, well, she everyone was a, rooting for her i know but she's like one of the best like turned villain arcs i think in like the comics which people are really obsessed with um but like just like a waste though because they killed her at the end i feel like ugh, it's a wait well i don't know if they did though that there's that like flash she of exploded. there's that flash of red which could have been her death or could have been like i don't know her power saving her there's many theories but which again, I don't I've stopped caring at this point about like theories, theories, theories. Um, but like Elizabeth Olsen is so good and she's delivering everything incredibly. I wish her dialogue had been stronger. I wish any of the dialogue. Any of the dialogue any had been stronger. Because like we get it. Her motivation is to be reunited with those kids. We don't need to say it 50 times. Also, like She's had other trauma too that we could talk about. Like she lost her brother, she lost her parents, everything she's ever known. Like the kids are kind of obviously like the big tipping point for her. But like she could have gone into many other things that are going on internally that have turned her into this like that. Essentially, you know, she's kind of gone mad. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the dialogue could have been stronger, especially the dialogue for the children. My God, was it so cheesy? How so about when they sing that song? Oh, oh yeah add that to the stefan list children singing off key <laughs> if i had like, kids and they started doing that i'd be like hey nerds stop this isn't cute you're like go outside and don't come back in for hours <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's it's a very it just felt very fake version of like motherhood and 
a relationship between a mom and her kids. And I was like, kids don't talk like that. Moms don't talk like that. What are we doing here? Um, so bad. Yeah. But Danny, did, but Sam Raimi, he's not, he's not known for like, I mean, his well, he didn't are, write it. So like the guy who wrote it, wrote uh, Loki. This was his first movie script. Crazy. Cause Loki was good. I thought. Yeah. And there was some good dialogue there, but Jesus, this was clunky. And Raimi came in like super, super last minute. I think. Well, who was going to direct it? I don't know. It wasn't Raimi. Like Raimi did a favor for Kevin Feige because Kevin Feige like got his start working on the Spider-Man movies. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, I didn't hate it. I uh, like <laughs> we kind of just hit the negative stuff so far. I, I but know. I thought like uh, America Chavez was great. I love that actress. Shotiel Gomez, I think is how you say her name. I that could be totally wrong. I thought she was super super good. Um, I, I love that we got Krasinski's Reed Richards because people have been asking for that for like a decade now. Like it's been a very long time yeah. that people have been like begging for John Krasinski's Reed Richards. So I love that they were just like, sure, here, you got it. And then you're welcome. We murder him. <laughs> well, yeah, but isn't the whole point that like there's infinite number of them and that was a different universe. And so we could definitely get a John Krasinski Fantastic Four movie here at some point just in a maybe universe. yeah but maybe yeah. but also like the spider-man thing like all the peter parkers were completely different people so like it could be yeah maybe else too yeah but even so like even if we don't get that the fact that they were just like hey fans have been wanting this and maybe it doesn't work for us but we can give them at least this much i'm into that fans are for service nonsense you know what i mean like a lot of movie fans really hate it when it's like studios give in to what fans are asking for i like i'm into it i think i think that's great <laughs> even if it's just a little like here's a five minute nod you know what i mean um do you think they'll fully bring in the mutants in now not so. right now. They're going to. Just not right now. I need a I need good X-Men. I love I'm speaking of I love Patrick Stewart. I love Patrick Stewart yeah. being in there. That, cool that one hurt. Great. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that one hurt. Bit, like because but... we didn't need because <laughs> it's just like we just like had to watch him die in Logan. I don't want to watch him die again. <laughs> like <laughs> come on. But it was cool that he was in an actual MCU movie. Like I was super into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it just like, I, I don't like the character. The character is one of my least favorite Marvel characters. I don't think magic in this universe is all that interesting. Like I prefer when my superheroes can just like run real fast and punch real hard and like have cool other random powers. But like, I, I think magic kind of makes it boring because everything else seems obsolete. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so like, I don't, I don't love magic in this universe, but whatever, it's fine. Other people are into it. So that's okay um but yeah that's that's not my thing i this felt like this felt like it needed to be allowed to be an r-rated movie in order to be interesting because like horror movies do this thing where they like are super 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 weird until they cross the line into like horror and like disturbing or whatever mm -hmm. um and they get to cross that line because they have that r rating this movie didn't get to do that because it is a Marvel movie and it's going to be on Disney plus at some point. And so it kind of just stayed in the weird zone for the whole I mean, time. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a hard PG 13. It was quite. Yeah. yeah it gets right and gory. To the yeah. Yeah. You could tell they had to scale back a lot. That yeah. dude's head exploded. Oh my God. 
I was like, oh, that's a Ravy move right there. Ravy definitely put that in the script. Yeah. Yeah. It it gets (laughs) to that line, which is great. It just doesn't get to cross over into it. So it just spends a lot of time in the weird horror part, which is not my jam at all. I didn't understand the music fight. It's cool that he could do that. That's a cool ability. But why there and then all of a sudden? You know but like I mean? why music just because the papers yes. were flying by? I, just, I didn't get it i didn't <laughs> like, really why understand why at that point that they were all of a sudden doing music stuff that felt weird i think it's literally just because sam raimi was like danny elfman go off yeah <laughs> it just it felt so random um i was actually still fairly in on this movie until zombie strange showed up oh see i like that didn't this wasn't this like 36 hours after he died or something why did that why was the body that decomposed you never know man it's from an alternate universe you don't know it was in his universe (laughs) just the 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 bodies dead bodies from that universe just happened to decompose within 10 hours yeah it's he was like so he he was like when he got stabbed by that that monster thing it showed as like he was like poisoned or whatever so maybe that Uh, maybe that's it either way like that's not my biggest complaint it's just like it didn't look good zombie strange looked weird it just was weird it's not a thing that i just i didn't think it was all that interesting i thought it was kind of dumb the whole that whole spiel um i i'm kind of souring on it i didn't hate it i gave it three and a half stars initially i've lowered it to three cents i think it's sitting at like 21 or 20 on my mcu rankings out of what are we up to like 27 now something like it's that. third it's third to last for me mm. dark world and uh age voltron are under it but yeah i think i have it i think i have it a little higher than that but like not much higher yeah i've got it at 21 right ahead of guardians 2 so it's just not my thing there's also something to be said about like I understand obviously like terminology and character names and like group names come from the comics. Right. But like when they said Illuminati, half of my theater laughed, like that word doesn't mean that word means something else entirely now to the real world audience than it does to like the comic book readers. So they like, there was an audible laugh when he said the Illuminati in my, and I was like, this is a thing now we're just going to like ignore the audience in a way <laughs> like, well, see, also, I was like watching really mine, it either so i don't know i was watching mine with 50 members of the h-town marvel mcu squad so I they all no understood way. that reference cheered <laughs> they all had t-shirts the same t-shirt with their own made-up nicknames and good for it them. was incredible <laughs> good for them you know it was fucking wow annoying. And there were so many of them, I didn't even have time to get popcorn before the movie. I was so pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get popcorn, man. Got there Uh, 30 minutes early. (laughs) Yeah, we brought in our own snacks. Brought in some Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) Yeah, I should have done that. Uh, Last thing, I don't care about Rachel McAdams in this movie. Me either. I could not be less interested in that whole story. I only care about her in About Time literally it's the only it's, like it's I not the not actress her in it's, any movie it's, it's not, not her like, as an actress yeah. it's this it's character seen, like yeah. in the first movie did not really because they weren't really that close in the first movie they were pretty much at odds like kind of like in a whole an antagonistic relationship yeah. the whole time with just subtle nods to oh yeah by the way we used to be a thing but we're not anymore because i'm a dick and like that's it's been two movies now quit trying to make me think that they love each other you know, well, I was so distracted by how poorly 
post credit scene. I keep going. Alex. The Charlie's Theron post credit the scene. Theron, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Doctor Strange's wife in the yeah. comics. Yeah. So, but I was so distracted by one Rachel McAdams wig, terrible. Yeah. Two, her makeup, so bad. The the color of lipstick could not be clashing harder with the hair. Also, her that. like I <laughs> head to toe, her styling was so bad for me. It just distracted the crap out of like everything. Whenever she's on screen, I was like, mm, that wig, awful. Oh, hate this outfit. And three cannot get over how bad the lipstick color clashes with her hair color it hurts my eyes <laughs> yeah so i mean not great not the worst movie i've ever seen i'm not upset that i saw it but like it's not gonna make my worst of list at the end of the year but it's also certainly not gonna make my best of list by yeah. any means so my favorite Same. part of this movie was the avatar 2 trailer which actually looked like i'm Boring. kind of re-excited no. for avatar nope. i'm I'm kind of ready for it. It looks pretty cool. No, um, you know what and- I, you know what I'm dreading so, so much <laughs> is for the next year we're gonna get nothing but press tours about every actor going on and on about how they all learned to hold their breath for ten minutes for this <clears throat> movie because it's <clears throat> all filmed underwater and, you know, if you just like you, I don't it's, think it it's is possible. though. Like, Most of, none of I've the already, trailer was I've underwater. already seen an article about how Kate Winslet learned to hold her breath for 11 minutes. Tra- I want to die. About? Half the trailer was underwater. What do you mean? It's called oh, there was World, only like Water one World or some underwater. shit. There was so much It's like Avatar, the world of water. Like, it's all fucking underwater. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited water for world, it. Dude. Yeah. I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, and the Thor trailer was awesome. Thor trailer was good. So good. I mean, we've seen it, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, do we have a quick F1 corner? Well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or even Christian Horner. It's time for F1 corner. Yeehaw! 2022 season, baby. Lights out. Uh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> so not quick. The... Do we have a full F1 corner? Sorry. I'll make it quick. But oh, like, this so was Miami, wasn't it? The Miami Grand Prix was on Sunday. Um, I, I saw the... To... Uh the fake harbor and it you... does indeed look very fake so stupid <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they didn't yeah they didn't put water in it it's just like a a grant like a floor cover that was made to look like what i didn't see it could you guys like post a picture to the discord or something i didn't i'll I didn't find a picture it. of the miami grand prix fake harbor it it's looks literally so just stupid. the ground is painted blue with yachts <laughs> With like yachts just parked on, so it's like Boise State's football field, but with a couple cardboard yeah. yachts. On. Yes, cool. yes, cool. looks like fake water. I mean, it's awful. Um, right. but no, the entire week or the entire week slash weekend was absolute chaos. Um, I mean, leave it to a Grand Prix set in Florida to just be the most chaotic Grand Prix of the year. Um, they had a ton of press because it was like the second ever American track, and they're trying to play up them being in America. Most of these guys are European don't know a thing about American football, but we're all made to like throw passes with the Miami dolphins and look really weird about it. And like, they all like took turns throwing first pitches at a uh, baseball game. And again, didn't know how to throw a baseball because they're mostly just a bunch of like French and Spanish guys. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, like so many celebrities were at this, uh, Grand Prix like I don't know how it, the drivers were able to focus at all they all do meet and greets with like some cool ones like David Beckham and um Michael Jordan and Venus and Serena and like but then also like random like YouTube celebrities and just like a ton of like who's who of everybody and nobody the only person missing was Pitbull which I assumed would be like 
all over that stuff. Mr. 305 <laughs> himself was missing from the Miami Grand Prix. <laughs> Completely disappointed by that. Uh, <laughs> but the race was was fine. There was a there was a few incidents. Uh, a few drivers collided and made for an interesting time. The safety car was out for way too long. I don't understand why. Um, but Max Verstappen won. Charles Leclerc got second. Uh, so it's the two of them that are still in the lead for the championship Ferrari still doing really good. Um, but yeah, it was in a word chaos the entire weekend, um, which is just in good and bad way, a lot of bad ways, which is not a little embarrassing to be an American fan when like this whole weekend was like a giant mess top to bottom, uh, logistically. And again, that fake Harbor was just painful, painful to look at. Um, Hey, if you want to put an F1 race in the United States, you got to put it in Texas. We know how to do it better than anyone else. That's where the that's where it's been forever. Yeah, the that's awesome why I one. said that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we know how to do it better than everyone else. Although getting in and out of that venue is a nightmare. Um, Did they play any clips of "Welcome to Miami" from Will Smith going into and out of commercial breaks? Because if not, that's a missed opportunity. I don't know about commercial breaks, but all of their social media accounts have had that song in the background of all of their Good. stuff. Good. Oh, and then. Sure. And then worst of all, of all the late night hosts, James Corden did come and do a bit with the McLaren team. And it was awkward. Did you carpool karaoke in an F1 car? (laughs) I don't think so, which he should have. Uh, Because he would have crashed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's allowed to drive uh, on that track. But he can fit more than one person in this thing. Oh, I mean, they could have just put him in a McLaren with the other drivers, but still a mess top to bottom. Um. I need to look up when the next race is, but, uh, next week, right? Well, sometimes they take a week off. Um, yeah. How else are they going to spend weekends in Monaco? You know, <laughs> they've been taking a lot of weeks off. Of next race is well, the, so they, they, they don't have a lot of like back-to-back races, like, especially cause they have to travel like across the world. Um, and they have yeah. to ship all of the, like the cars and yeah, like, it's tough, and dude. Yeah. Gotta work saying- off that jet lag within two weeks. <laughs> They have to visit their islands that they own. Okay, that you like, you can't just like. Wait I'm thinking the more so, the season. crew has to work really hard. Um, but uh, the next one is May twenty second. It is. Oh, a lot um, of time off. It's in Spain, the Circuit de Barcelona. So Goodness. that'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, honestly, I didn't catch a lot of it because because it was in America. It was actually like in the afternoon our time and we were busy doing mother's day stuff your mom didn't want to watch the f1 race no mm -mm. (laughs) my mom actually didn't answer my call on sunday um but she did call but she did call my grammy while we were at brunch and then after grammy hung up she goes your mom says hi say thanks (laughs) thanks (laughs) perfect Well, another race is at an end. Look out, Yuki's an outer. Goodbye from F1 Corner. Y'all come back now, you hear? Okay, are we ready to get into movie talk? Do you want to talk Kentucky Derby? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I placed bets, but I didn't watch it. I saw a TikTok of a woman who ate like twelve hot dogs, but that's kind of all I saw. Nice. I like talking. She apparently she every year she like dresses super fancy and wears a nice dress and a huge hat and tries to eat as much as possible. So she like ate like, like that. five nacho cheese covered hot dogs and a bunch of chicken wings and ribs and stuff. It's like whatever. Dear God, TikTok love dude. it. 
yeah. Anyways, the horse that won was 80 to one odds. He wasn't even entered into the race until like a couple days beforehand. And, um, the owners like bought him for $30,000. Now he's worth millions. Um, but there's this really great, um, video you can find it on YouTube. If you just look up 2022 Kentucky Derby, it's like the fourth or fifth, it's an aerial view. And there's like an an arrow pointing to him specifically. And you see his performance of him, like coming from like the back of the pack to win. And it's, it's absolutely insane. Like you don't have to be a fan of horse racing to watch that and go, holy shit. That was like the perfect performance and incredible. I watched it like over and over again. Um, What's the horse's name? That one rich strike. The best part of it is so because it's like an all day event. And of course the race is only like two minutes long. There's a ton of like filler time on, I think it was on NBC sports. Um, so they had all of like everyone who like walked the red carpet picked names of horses out of a hat. And they were like supposed to go bet on that horse. And none other than Bobby flay pulled out rich strike. And he was like, he's not going to win. It's like, <laughs> shut up, Bobby flay. Yeah. He beat Bobby flay. So <laughs> Freaking Bobby flay. Wow. I'm looking up the 2022 Kentucky Derby, like horse name rankings. Uh, and I guess this was written uh, way ahead of time because Rich Strike not even on it. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even entered into the race till like three days before. Yeah. One horse uh, had to drop out for some reason. Number so one. So he was like. Number one is Messier. 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 Cool name for a horse. Ethereal Road. The, those two were leading the whole time. And Mark, the Mark announcer Messier, didn't hockey even... player. Yeah. So I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> I've heard that name so many times before. Where is it from? Yeah. Sorry, Alan, you're those two led the race like the whole time. Rich Rich Strike's name wasn't even mentioned by the announcer but one time because he didn't come he didn't come up until the very end. Cyberknife? Mm-hmm. That's Cyberknife, a cool name. Cyberknife's a great <laughs> horse name. Are you kidding me? It's it's literally getting because you can't reuse horse names. So it's getting to the point where like it's like you have to be real creative when you're naming your horse. Mm-hmm. Like real creative. One of them is charge it, just like to like charge it, like you would charge well, your food. That's dumb. There's the also people a lot that of own these are... horses aren't very creative, like rich old white dudes. Yeah. Well, so. it's also a lot of like action <laughs> phrases too, like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because all of their favorite movies are starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Burt Reynolds. So yeah. One of these there's horses' so names is just Smile Happy. Yeah. Sure thing. That's a dumb name. All right. Uh, ready to get into the movie talk. Yes, let's let's. All right, movie watch for this episode is 1986's Aliens, directed by Catherine Bigelow's ex-husband, stars Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean, 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 Bean I don't know, B I E H N, uh, Carrie Henn, and Bill Paxton has a letterbox rating of 4.1 and a Rotten Tomato score of 97. percent When Ripley's life pod is found by a salvage crew over 50 years later, she finds that terraformers are on the very planet they found the alien species. When the company sends a family of colonists out to investigate her story, all contact is lost with the planet and colonists. They enlist Ripley and the Colonial Marines to return and search for answers. Uh, of course, neither I or Alan have seen this movie before, but I did have to write the summary for Alien. So that means, Ellen, it is your turn to write the summary for Aliens, <clears throat> which I love this naming convention, by the way. I love Alien and Aliens as the sequel. <laughs> okay. Uh, we pick up right where we left off at the end of Alien. Ripley is in cryo sleep with our favorite cat Jones. She's woken up and rescued by the company and 
uh, decades have passed. She is brought in front of a board of people to tell her story, and none are inclined to believe her, uh, of course. Uh, she learns that over the past 20 years, a colony has been built on the planet where she encountered the aliens, and there has been no incident, which seems suspicious, but okay. Uh, soon, the story changes, and it turns out that they have lost all communication with that colony and need to go on a rescue mission. If it is, in fact, the aliens that Ripley described, they're going to need her help. Against her better judgment, she agrees to go uh, join the military operation as a consultant. Along the way, she proves her worth to the men who find value in her once she shows them that she can operate large robot suits, a skill I'm sure will not come back later to save the day. Um, upon arrival to the colony, it becomes obvious that everything Ripley said was true, and the ragtag group of hot-headed marines are slowly starting to trust her. The marines are attacked by the aliens, and uh, the and their Nope, their commander, along with the representative from the company, are overwhelmed by the reality of it. Ripley jumps into action to try and get them out of there and discovered a little girl who seems to be the lone survivor amongst the colonists. The Marines give up on taking care of her after their tactics of manhandling a traumatized child surprisingly fail to get her to talk. So Ripley treats her with some kindness and she begins to share that her name is Newt and she is in fact the only one to survive. The Marines find the colonists cocooned at the center of their uh, terraforming station where the aliens are using their bodies to gestate alien embryos. Some may be alive, but only technically and not savable. They are again ambushed and their commander panics. Ripley assumes command and drives the armored vehicle into the nest to rescue them. While they are barricaded in the colony, Ripley and Newt are attacked by facehuggers and Ripley then learns that Burke, the representative from the company, intended to let the aliens use the two of them to gestate embryos, put them in a cryo sleep, and bring them back to the company for testing. This is an obvious betrayal and a super slimy move. Uh, they also learn that the station, which they also learn that the station, which is a nuclear power plant, has overheated and will soon explode. Their, their android, Bishop, volunteers to travel back to the station to get the remaining escape ship. Um, aliens attack them through the ceiling and it's a huge action sequence Burke is killed and two of the marines sacrifice themselves to let Ripley and the others get away Newt is taken by the aliens and Ripley refuses to leave her behind she finds her in the cocoons and discovers the queen alien that has been laying all the eggs Ripley uses the flamethrower and the two guns that she taped together to form a super gun to destroy the eggs and the other alien detaches and chases after them they get an escape ship, but the alien has latched onto it and followed them back to the large spaceship that's in orbit. Uh, Ripley uses those robot suit skills to fight the queen alien. Um, badass fighting ensues, and she manages to throw the alien out of an airlock and saves the day. Her, Newt, Hicks, and um, half of the android body of Bishop survive, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> That's, that summary was as long as the movie. You got everything. And so much <laughs> happens, and it's such a convoluted plot. Well, did you did you watch the special edition? Because you missed a pretty big thing in the first no. part of the movie that's in the special edition. No, I think I watched the regular edition. Okay, so we find out that after she's been woken up and decades have passed, her daughter, who was back on Earth, has died in that time. Which, like, I don't, I still to this day do not understand why they took that out of the movie. Yeah. Why? Also, did, did you we see... even know that she had a daughter to begin with? 
no but it's like it's like a five minute explanation that makes so much sense they're yeah. just like this many years has passed she immediately freaks out and asks about her daughter they're like she died at 67 here's a picture of her and then like that's all they cut out of the movie is that Which, supposed like, to be her motivation for why she cares about Newt? Because I didn't need her to be motivated by a daughter to care about no, but it. Just adds a child. Layer to it. Like it just, it just adds a layer to it. Yeah, it just okay. adds another layer to it to oh, her okay. character. Yeah. Sure. Um okay. Uh Ellen, what'd you know about this movie going in? Uh I've seen images of her in that robot suit. Same. Uh saying, get your hands off of her, you bitch. <laughs> and um and that's what she says right yeah i don't uh, <laughs> i think you're mixing up get your hands off me you damn dirty ape and don't touch her you bitch don't touch her you bitch yeah same. sorry i've seen that it's close enough um yeah they're the same movie they're the same no <laughs> i Monkeys, i honestly aliens. i honestly was not thinking of that i just messed up the quote i really wasn't um and then that episode of community where uh you know troy or abed dresses up like that Yep. Okay. Uh, so Ellen and I do the exact same things about this going in. We are very much on the same page. Uh, Ty, what's your background with it? Uh, So I explained it in the alien episode, me and my friends in middle school just binge watched all the alien movies. And yeah, that's how I, I found out about it immediately fell in love with it. Cool. Um, I'll I'll go first on my highs. I actually have a handful. Um, The, the forklift, the forklift robot suit things are cool they're just it's a cool like design it looks cool um i really loved and i guess uh, ellen would have seen this uh but uh, since i saw the special edition or extended or director's cut or whatever it was i, I kind of really love the ripley missed out on getting a chance to raise her daughter and she's been given another chance arc with this movie uh, it just it added another layer to the whole thing that i really mm-hmm. enjoyed and yeah it seems dumb that it wasn't in the original cut because it seemed kind of important are you planning on watching Aliens 3 or Alien 3? It's really not good, but it's directed so. by David Fincher. Spoiler alert, no, Newt dies immediately in that movie. Like, Why? crash land, and she's the only survivor. Why? Ripley's the wow. only survivor. That's so sad. <laughs> David Fincher, man. <laughs> That's so sad and mean. Hicks and Newt die, and Ripley's the only survivor. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Like right off survive? Well, I, I'm sh- I don't know. He's a ro- I don't think he's in that movie, but like they're I don't think they're they never like mourn his his passing. Wow, it's just like right off the bat, <laughs> she's gone <laughs> after forming okay, yeah, that really strong bond. <laughs> God, um, we better get back because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly is very spooky, especially mm. when a kid delivers that line. Mostly. Like it's already pretty ominous, but yeah, when that little kid says mostly. It's like, bone chilling at that point uh their tank thing looks like christian bale's batmobile yeah mm-hmm. thought it was cool yeah not really anything else to do that i just thought it was cool <laughs> yeah uh newt saluting hudson was very funny yeah that was cute i, I don't even remember the, i don't remember the full <laughs> context of it it was just something like this kid survived and you can't you dork it's just like that was very funny to me. <laughs> that was good um not actually showing the turrets firing and mowing down xenomorphs instead of and and instead just showing the ammunition count was a really smart way to save money on their movie and like keep you in the moment with the crew instead of like 
separating you from them as much as i would have liked to have seen xenomorphs getting mowed down by turrets like that felt smart and kept you connected with the characters in the movie rather than just showing big explosions so yeah but that was good um these movies are really really excellent at creating and sustaining tension like better than most movies I think that I've ever seen. Like you feel tense pretty much the whole time, but it doesn't feel overdone like it does in a lot of movies. Like the the like they keep you uh, like on just the right amount of tension for a lot of these movies. Uh, Ripley loading up an arsenal to go get Newt back was so rad. Just the whole yeah. scene of her just grabbing bullets and grenades and stuff. I just like that sequence a lot. Taping those guns together. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> She's so fucking badass. She's so badass. <laughs> uh, Bishop being just straight up ripped in half was kind of awesome looking. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's that insane. Was pretty cool. Um, the, the, the last thing I have is Bishop's top hat, top half being dragged along the ground with him just going whoa, 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 whoa. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's such, it's such like it's like such what would a human say at this moment? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's such an intense moment. He's, it is like he's shorting the, out. It is like the like big moment in the movie. And it's like, oh my god, what is supposed to happen? You're like so tense. And just like whoa, whoa, whoa. I just, <laughs> it free, I'm just watching the top half of his body just being like dragged along. Dude, it cracked me up. It, like sort of took me out of it for a second but not in a bad way like it was so good uh ty do you want to go next yeah um <laughs> okay um the i just think it's hilarious the like some of the explanation in like any of these action movies like the call to action for 80s movies are just hilarious sometimes yeah. um like when the paul riser character is like hey we read your psyche val and you're clearly extremely scarred from this experience <laughs> You should experience it again to help you get over it. Like, I was like, what? That's a weird call to action here. <laughs> but so yeah. Um, right off the bat, the Marines' vibes are just so fun and over the top. Like, immediately coming out of cryo sleep, they are just 100% all the way the most on the nose Marines in any movie of all time. <laughs> uh, Bill Paxton, this is his magnum opus. Like, he deserved a supporting Oscar for this. He was so insane and hilarious and amazing. He, he was, he's one, probably my favorite part of this movie is just him freaking out at the most random stuff. Just yeah. like, game over, man. Game over. Game <laughs> over. Part, love that part. Um, which is, I don't know if y'all seen the workaholics movie game over, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it's na just named after that line from aliens. There's no <laughs> reference to it in the movie whatsoever. Um, the uh, I feel like this hits like every single 80s action movie cliche but hits it in the perfect way possible like the overbearing foreshadowing uh, the crazy amount of bullets the attitude of all the marines like this is just so cliche but I feel like it kind of nails it on the head like it um, it makes the movie better that it's just hitting every cliche um the vehicle design is awesome which is just a i mean that's just a catherine bigelow ex-husband's thing to do is just mm -hmm. to make like he is so good at just designing random stuff in his movies um obviously you can tell like 
he'd stole a lot for Avatar from this movie. Yes. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I definitely made note of that. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, I mean, it is so good. Um, the, uh, I loved how the, there's like the bait and switch of like, you begin the movie like, okay, should I trust this android to like, oh, the android's good. Paul Reiser is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I love that bait and switch. I love that you have to like earn the robot has to like earn the audience's uh, trust back, which is I think it it did that really well. Spe- like all the way up to the end to where you think like, oh, he just like flew off. Like he's gone. And then he comes back. I thought that was really good. Um, the tunnel scene with the robot crawling down had me real claustrophobic. <laughs> I don't know if that's a pro or con, but I mean, it. <sighs> That was such a like could you imagine doing that like just like hey go in this super small tunnel i mean i'm sure it wasn't that long when they were filming but still like that's such a tight area to crawl down um the uh i didn't really understand the i mean so we had the fun fact in the first alien where it's like uh ridley scott wanted ripley to have a sex scene in that with the captain Mm-hmm. I felt more like there was more sexual tension in this one than the first alien with her and uh, Hicks when he's teaching her how, like how to load the gun. Like there's a yeah. lot of sexual tension in that. <laughs> in Almost that felt scene. like he was trying to set something up for the next movie. And then, <laughs> and nope. then David Fincher just murdered the guy. Uh, <laughs> when Hicks looks into the ceiling and turns this flashlight and all of those aliens are like crawling through the vents like oh my god good jump I scare. love that shot so much it gets me every time and I know it's coming I've seen this movie so many times and it gets me every single time um, the queen reveal is just disgusting and horrific and amazing like it is <laughs> it is so good um, and then just you know get away from her you bitch like Ridley is just so fucking badass. And the, like the last 30 minutes of this are crazy. Um, from when Bishop is like, you have 19 minutes left. I timed it. And James Cameron had it exactly at 19 minutes to the next, to when it exploded and they're flying away. Yeah. That was one of my highs too. The 15 minute countdown is yeah. exactly 15 minutes of screen time. It is insane. Um, Ripley is just so amazing in this. Also, I want to talk about her hair. Her hair in this movie is amazing i don't know what it is it was i loved it i loved her hair in this when she's standing out in the rain (laughs) when she's standing out in the rain and like hesitates before she goes in i'm like damn her hair looks like really good right now i don't know but yeah that's those are all my highs cool ellen okay it's funny some of your highs are some of my lows which we will get into (laughs) um uh so yeah the big robot suits so cool um yeah and I can't help but think that that was practical. If, like, were those actual robots? Like, I mean, maybe I, I, I'm very dumb, but it's 1986. I, I looked it up like, a little bit and it was, you talking about like the forklift thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Just a lot of that, suit. they said a lot of that was like, they had crew uh, like standing behind with like poles attached, like moving the limbs and stuff. Okay. It looked really cool. It looked great. Um, yeah. I really liked Newt. Sometimes a kid actor in these movies can really ruin it. I thought she was very good. It's the uh, only thing she ever acted in. Insane. Like yeah. literally the only other th- a credit she has 
is there's some random animated movie that nobody's heard of and nobody saw that they got a bunch of like kid actors from the 80s to come do voice roles for it for some reason mm. it's the only other thing she's ever done um yeah she's real good in it and i guess mm-hmm. you know went out on a high i guess on her <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah <laughs> David Fincher just wasn't having it. He wouldn't pay her uh, her fee. I guess not. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess now that I think about it, she's not even credited in Alien 3. So if there was a, any screen time for a little girl in that movie, it was somebody different. No, it was just, yeah. It, wasn't, it just wasn't a, in it. Just a dummy. Um, but yeah, she's, Ripley is unbelievably badass in this. Um, it's... I mean, I'll get more into it in a bit, but I, I love how incredibly capable she is. Um, she's exactly that type of character that like doesn't need a man to save her. In fact, she's going to turn around and save them. I think Sigourney Weaver is absolutely perfect in this role. Um, she's one, such a good actress. And two, she has that like perfect kind of natural beauty in a way that's like she's just the i hate to say because it sounds it sounds like a negative thing but she's like she's not so so pretty but she's also like not so like she's not like distractingly pretty yeah but it's not like when you're watching like i don't know like any action movie made in the early 2000s and it's just like a supermodel is in the girls role and you're like that's not an actress like when you're watching ambulance and asa gonzalez is on the (laughs) screen and you just can't focus on the rest of what jake gyllenhaal is yelling about every transformers movie (laughs) no but but she but she but she's also perfect and she looks amazing but like she i mean rip uh yeah she's easily one of my all-time favorite characters there's truly not a lot of movies that are like renowned and make everyone's top list that have a lead female character that um, there's no romance. Like it's pure, yeah. just her of her own agency. She's great. Um, yeah, mentioned the the 15 minute countdown is actually 15 minutes on screen time, which is so cool. Um, I love yeah the android redemption here from. The difference between Bishop um, and the android in the first one. Bishop was kind of low-key, like, my favorite character. <laughs> uh, I wish they had, like... Because, you know, in, in Prometheus and Alien Covenant, they had Fassbender play both robots. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just the model for every android in this universe at that time. I wish they had just, like, the same person from Alien play that robot and her, like, freaking out because it's the same person. But it's just like that's what every robot looks like in this universe. Yeah, but I mean, it's been fifty something years, so it makes yeah. a sense that it would be a different design. Um, and he even mentions like I'm a different, yeah, model. Um, uh, shoot, I lost my notes. But um, but no, I just like I think the cre- oh, the creature design. I they obviously you know spent more time because there's an infinite number like more aliens that they're fighting this time rather than just yeah. the two or three from the first one they all look really good they all look really scary and um they're used really well like the way they're framed is um they're not on not a single one is on screen for too long for you to stop and like notice too much about it which is perfect because i'm sure 
even with them working super hard, if it were to spend a ton of time on screen, you'd start to be like, this is kind of cheesy looking or like, I'm kind of taking apart the design here. Um, It's, they're perfectly not on screen for too long each time they attack. It's just like real quick and real fast. And um, it's the right amount of scary. Uh, And the, God, they're so gross. Like the cocoons. the, how about the white stuff coming out of that, that one's mouth before he eats Paul Reiser? Oh, so <laughs> gross. Uh, the cocoon's absolutely disgusting. Oh, um, no, thank with that you. that lady in it? Kill oh, she's me. like, kill me. Kill me. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they definitely, yeah, they go more into, you know, the motivations and the, you know, the biology of these xenomorphs in this one um yeah which just make them even creepier and scarier yeah and i fully believe that this is a prequel to avatar um i would have really appreciated in avatar if sigourney weaver's character had made some kind of joke about how the inhabitants of uh of the navi are much different than the you know alien species she had encountered in the past (laughs) (laughs) that would have been really funny Sweet. Any other guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The I didn't mention it, but the face hugger scene with her and Newt trapped in the medical bay mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Like when, like it's obviously terrifying when it's just that one, but then you see the other one crawl out behind Newt. Like, Ooh. oh my god, I freaking love that so much. And Hudson so comes and saves the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? No, Hicks does. Hudson is outside. No, Hudson jumps through the window. No, Hicks. I thought Hicks does. No, because she yells out. She goes, Hudson! And then he comes in and he shoots the facehugger. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so Hicks jumps through the window. Hudson comes in next. Mm. It all happened so quickly, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, I love love Hudson uh, saving the day. Bill Paxson. I love Bill Paxson. (laughs) I love him. Oh, RIP. Sweet. Um, Let's get into some fun facts. I have some pretty good ones for this episode, I think. Uh, Al Matthews, who played Sergeant Apone, the cigar guy, um, while on combat duty during the Vietnam War, he became the first black Marine to be meritoriously promoted to the rank of sergeant, which is cool. Oh. And then he it, and then he plays a <laughs> plays a sergeant in a huge action movie. So I think how about cool. how hard he was chewing that cigar? That one it was so scene. sick. Within two seconds of waking up from cryo. Cigar in mouth. I love it. I love barking out orders. I loved it. Just immediately barking orders out. It's my favorite character in the whole movie. I love him so much. Um, I was wondering why the kid randomly like dipped into a British accent sometimes, but I looked it up and apparently she is American, but she did spend a chunk of her childhood in England. Because uh, there was Ripley! definitely, yeah, there's definitely a few moments where I was like, okay, so she doesn't have an accent. Oh, now she has an accent. Oh, now she doesn't. Have- oh, now she's British as hell. <laughs> so I was just a little check. I was curious. I didn't know if she was like English, if she just like was from England and lived her whole life in England, and they just asked her to do an American accent. But apparently, she like spent like kind of equal amount of time in both England and America. So. Hmm. Um, so James Cameron faced a big problem trying to win the confidence and respect of the British crew, many of whom had worked on Alien from 1979 and were fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott. 
in order to try and convince them he had the talent and skills for the job, he arranged a screening of the Terminator, which he had made a couple years before, for the crew on the set to demonstrate his abilities. However, most of the crew ignored the invite and didn't bother to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, I promise That's I can British make, as hell. <laughs> I can make good movies. Just come watch this movie, and nobody showed up. That's so funny. Like, um, but the animosity between Cameron and the crew went throughout the entirety of shooting, like the entire time they were making this movie, they were just at, uh, at odds with each other. The crew thought, thought he was a hack and they thought he stole this movie from Ridley Scott. He thought they were lazy and arrogant. And so at the end of shooting, Cameron addressed the crew saying the only thing that kept him going during the difficult shoot was the certain knowledge that one day I would drive out of Pinewood and never come back and that you sorry bastards would still be here. <laughs> Damn. It's just so funny. Jimmy C, dude. Just Jimmy hated C. each other this whole time. Uh, if you read more into it, like there's a producer um, that like is a female producer of the movie that none of the crew respected her either, and they thought she slept her way to the top. And apparently, this mm. British crew is just full of assholes. But I I love that quote. It's just it's the last day of shooting this very difficult shoot for this movie. It's just like. Yeah, the only thing that kept me going is that I'm getting out of here and you pieces of shit have to stay. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Back to Hollywood, yeah. Uh, and the last one is that Sigourney Weaver and Carrie Henn, Carrie played Newt, uh, they still stay in touch. They're pen pals. Aww. Yeah, which is just cute. cute. They just I write each them. other letters sometimes and that's how they stay in touch. Which I'm be pen pals with Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. God, <laughs> she's so cool. Yeah. She's so freaking cool. Um, let's get into our lows. Ty, do you have any? Nope. Okay, I've got some. I want I want Ellen to go last because it sounds like yours are going to be juicier than mine. Um, I, this movie really takes a while to get going. Like, there's it. It is a slow build yeah. up. The bit where she's arguing with the board, you're like, okay, let's get. I get it. They don't yeah. believe her. I, I want to yeah. see some aliens, please. Yeah. Um, maybe I missed something. It's certainly possible, but it kind of just felt like convenient timing for the xenomorphs to show back up on this planet for the first time right after she wakes up from cryosleep. Did I miss something? No. Okay. So they've been there on that planet. Yeah. So that's the planet years. they went to in the first movie. Yeah. How long had the colony been there? Is what it is. 20 years. I don't know. Oh, they said years, two yeah. decades. But no one had gone to that area of the planet yet because they okay. said it takes so long to terraform a planet. Okay. And then she told the board about it. And Paul Reiser, the fucking scumbag that he is, told Newt's parents to go check it out. Got it. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. I, I I was certain I had missed something, but I was like, they can't really just be, hey, yeah. the Xenomorph just showed up after 50 years and it happens to be days after Ripley wakes up for it. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm that was my low that, too. I was like, how is yeah. it they've been there for 20 years and we're just now getting a Xenomorph attack? Yeah. Okay. That makes I'm glad sense. that was explained. Thank you, Ty. Um, these Marines are all dorks. <laughs> They're hilarious, though. Me, They're me so and my crew funny. of ultimate badasses. Shut up, you so freaking funny. loser. So, so funny. God. It just kept going. Are they with me? I didn't yeah, think it was we'll, get in, we'll get into it. I didn't think it was funny at all. I thought Vasquez just... and Duke who are just moments away from having sex with each other during the mission, like just hilarious. Duke yeah. who is moments away from jumping on Vasquez and Vasquez who's like, okay, maybe we'll just let's just do the mission. No, again. no, you're she, thinking she's of... distraught when he dies. Yeah, yeah she's all over him, and maybe just... they're into Did each you other. not see him training, lifting up the gun, like that weird shot where they're just both like. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just thought the Marines were dorks. 
I don't really give a shit about them. They're kind of supposed to be like a caricature of what a military person is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah every, but then this became Bill the prototype Paxton. for military groups yeah. in movies for the next 30 years, and I fucking hate it. It's yeah, it's the, it's the men Pearl being Jam toxic thing. and awful. Yeah. yeah. Every it's time Pearl Bill Jam Paxton theory. was just like, me and my crew of badass, shut up, dude. Loser. Um <laughs> And then I just, my only other one is the endings of one and two are so similar in such a weird yeah. amount of ways that I just, she calls it a bitch. She sends it into space and we see her in her underwear. Like, why did, why did that? Well, she's wearing gray to, underwear now. It's not. White. Oh yeah. It was, oh, you're right. That's why they're so different. I just, I don't, I didn't really understand why the endings were so weirdly similar for so, like in so many weird ways. Just felt kind of lazy, but that's all I got. Alan. Okay um so ellen's smirking right now she's about to rip <laughs> apart aliens <laughs> well, let's talk about the marines for a second um i don't like them um and i this is part of this is part of a bigger critique i have of james cameron and the way he writes or yeah the way he writes and the way he directs um i think he likes to hide a lot of kind of gross sexism behind a like strong female lead uh, while also putting her in pretty sexist uh, visuals throughout the film. Um, but yeah, like the one of the first things that they that one of the Marines says is there's some colonist daughters we have to rescue from their virginity, like puke, gross, fuck off. Um, not a not a bra in sight and only very thin tank tops. Um, and that's the same in Terminator. That's like it, I watched this and I kept thinking of like, wow, he likes to like have like strong jacked women run around with no bra and a very thin shirt and like i don't fucking get it it's disgusting and i'm very offended by it, it is ass. <laughs> um, i think i think he i think he hides a lot and there's a lot of there's a lot of small moments of like like ripley's super capable but she needs this man to show her how to use a gun and um like <laughs> Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, she doesn't know and, how to use a gun. She's not in the military. I guess, but in every other scene, she knows exactly what she's doing. And she, like, I, like, it's, the scene was just written for her to, like, I, like, it didn't have to be written that Create way. Create sexual um, tension where there didn't need to be any. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, he, he does this. And I kept, yeah, I kept thinking about Terminator as well. Like, it's, it's the same guy. The, well, yeah. The Terminator hicks oh really he's um the uh whoever's father uh the guy who sent her daughter or her, her son in terminator who like saves the world or whatever john oh, yeah. carter he's john, john carter. carter's father oh yeah in terminator yeah i mean like there's something about james cameron in his movies it makes me hate him because like they're almost there for me but then, like, he steps out, like, for every time he does, like, creating a character like Ripley or Sarah Connor or somebody who's, like, super badass, it's, like, two steps forward, one step back with, like, sexism on screen, whether it be visually making the women look a certain way or, like, having only one other female in the entire movie be Vasquez and she's completely one note. She has almost like no personality and she's there just to be like 
like a jacked woman, which apparently he's super into. And then like she dies. I don't know. But like maybe I'm getting too into it. But I the the Marine group, like the fact that nobody wants to believe her or follow her until literally she like physically saves them. Um, I guess that like helps the development of the characters, but like they could have just they could have just believed her. I mean, <laughs> but then again, I guess they wouldn't have gone in and gotten their asses kicked to to prove that she was right. Um I apparently need to see more James Cameron movies. I'm on his IMDB right now. I've seen Aliens and I've seen Titanic and I've seen Avatar and I think that's it. Yeah, you haven't seen Terminator or Terminator 2. Yeah, I haven't seen the Terminator movies. Uh, but that's okay. pretty I mean that's he doesn't really that's make a lot of movies. Yeah, interesting. Sorry. He made Aquaman and Entourage. I don't know. If you've seen that. <laughs> no. Starring <laughs> Vinny Chase. <laughs> Yeah, Vinny Chase, dude. Yeah, a feminist icon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, James Cameron, like, there's something about him, like, the way he writes his dialogue and the way, like, pretty much every male character in his movies just is so gross to me. And, like, I just... He's he's 80% the way there for me with this and with mm-hmm. Terminator and with even Titanic and with that. And it's like, you almost had me, man. But, you, like, you... <laughs> It's almost like he's a scummy person in real life. It's almost like he's scummy <laughs> and sexist in real life. And he's just hiding behind these characters to be like, see, a feminist icon. But it's like, you're telling me that this Marine woman is is going into combat without a bra? The fuck? <laughs> so loud. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else before we get into our recast? Um, let me see if I had any. Yeah, that was only her was. first low. I feel like she had way more. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh uh, also, love, their armor yeah, is just football ramp. pads. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the like shin guards that he's putting on are definitely like Rawlings, my first catcher's yeah. gear shin guards. Yeah, and they're all plastic in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that was my other big low. I was like, really, we're wearing uh football pads. Um, but I yeah, love the, I mean, the the future we're in the future, like the it's just the worst picture quality ever on these like Skype calls they're doing. <laughs> so funny. I do appreciate though that everyone continues to just chain smoke cigs <laughs> in the future, just like, really in like an enclosed universe. There is there is like the, the air is only really so much air <laughs> in a spaceship. It is in every single alien movie, and it baffles me that everyone is just railing Sigs in every single movie. <laughs> like, even the alien covenant that just come out, it's like scientists are like, okay, we got to go check out uh, this planet down here. Just like, okay, let me light another cigarette. Yeah. The I'm pretty idea... sure Sigourney Weaver's character is like chain smoking an avatar. As yeah, well. she is. Yeah. <laughs> The idea of just being in an enclosed spaceship where the air is just circulating and just ripping heater after heater is just the most insane thing in the entire world. It is insane, too, that he just repeated so much of this in Avatar. Like, Burke's character is just the guy, the bad guy in Avatar who's trying to get the unobtainium. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. unobtainium. God, I and forgot then- it was called unobtainium. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? And then the design unobtainium, of- <laughs> kill me. You people are excited for the sequel to that movie. That's I'm what not. you're so stoked about. <laughs> God, I can't wait to see it in. I can't wait to see it in theaters and then never watch it. Again. I honestly like 
oh so my best friend her younger brother's only like a couple years younger than us um that movie came out in 2009 so we were uh like i was juniors. a freshman in high school yeah we we're juniors in high school he was a freshman this movie changed avatar changed his life um like he was just like this goofy off the wall kid who was just bouncing around avatar came out and he like changed he became like very serious very motivated <laughs> his life was forever like better he like wrote james cameron a letter like how much how inspired he was he eventually like went to the military although i'm not sure that's the point here <laughs> i don't so, want like, to meet him so he was on the sign of, side of the unobtainium guy no jake sully was like his hero <laughs> uh. the thing is like I mean, I still, I mean, he's like, he's my best friend's brother. He's like my brother, but like, uh, it's every single time we see something about Avatar, the next one comes out, like Cameron and I was like, oh man, Drew must be just so fucking excited. I hope he's all this trailer. <laughs> like, Can you imagine your personal he's the one being played by Sam Worthington? I will say though, it's Is been... it Sam Worthington, the one in Warrior? No. Who's the one in Warrior that looks exactly the same as him? No, that's the brother the other brother it's the guy um that looks just like sam worthington it's like the dermot dermot mcrolney and no, no, whatever no. he's that australian guy who's also in a bunch of other stuff but anyway all this to say joel edgerton joel yeah, edgerton they're the same person i'll say if drew ever hears this he grew out of his avatar phase and now he's the the badass guy who flies harrier jets for the <laughs> for the marines <laughs> like yeah because he's trying to get to the freaking avatar planet dude that's what yeah he's trying to find it. some unobtainium <laughs> but uh, i cannot believe they called it unobtainium because <laughs> you can't obtain it man. thank you ty <laughs> thank you appreciate it needed do you that. get it no, i needed <laughs> that i thank you Jeez. i don't think you got it like don't look up was about climate change and hey, you ty, didn't get that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna leave this call and podcast <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> Ellen, do you have any more or less? Uh, no, I think we covered it. Cool. Let's uh, let's get into our recast. Ellen, you get to go first. Yes, good. Because you didn't just have go, backups. Go, go ahead and say. Do you remember who your Ripley was? We'll just go ahead and say that again. I think I picked Kristen Stewart. Okay. Let me I, double check. I don't remember who you picked, so I hope that's right. It's okay. Oh. I'll look it up. You can start on your recast. Yeah, you start on the recast. Um, no, I've got it right here. I picked Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for Burke, I went with Kit Harrington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can be funny. Burke is the, the slimy guy. Right. No, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I also got all of these uh, yeah. brunette white men mixed up, so you don't yeah. don't worry. I, it took me a minute. I had to Google all of them, like have their faces pulled up. No, I literally refer to it like I refer to Burke as Paul Reiser. I refer to Bishop as the android. Hudson yeah. is always just Bill Paxton. Yeah. And Hicks is just that guy from Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they all have like forgettable white man face. So I very much get it for sure. That's That was my whole recast. <laughs> that was your whole recast. Well, we did, we did the same four then. Okay. And then um, I have a question for you guys. Have you watched Better Call Saul? Yeah. Okay, so my bishop is Ray Seahorn. She Who plays. Uh, no, she she's his wife or his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like one. she'd be she'd be a good choice for the Android. Yeah. And she's pretty I've cool. Never seen this person in my life. You just so said you watched Better Call Saul. No, I said I I did. Danny hasn't. Sorry. Okay. Uh, my Hudson is Jack Quaid. Max. Okay. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because he he does that redneck thing in Logan Lucky. Uh huh. He's one of the brothers in Logan Lucky. Yeah. Like well, that. and he he can be a goof, I think, and he's yeah. fun in the boys. Uh, and then my Hicks is Daniel Kaluuya. Nice. Because yeah, oh, I forgot one. to mention one of my highs. I just wrote Hicks hot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So. Cool. Um, okay, so my Ripley was Zoe Saldana, um, which I love. I think I crushed that. I love her as Ripley. Um, my Bishop, the android, I'm going with Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah. I love him. I think he does the like even-keeled kind of monotone thing. I think he does that so, so well. Um, yeah. And I want to see him in more stuff because I kind of only ever seen him in Daredevil. And I think he should do more. He's really good in Boardwalk Empire, a show that I think I'm the only one who ever watched it. Yeah, you and my stepdad. I didn't I know was... anyone else watched that show. I love I mob stuff, is. okay? <laughs> I don't even think I know what it is, to be honest. It's like a That's Showtime really No, it's HBO. It's Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Not that good. Um, <laughs> my Hudson, she, I want somebody just kind of off the wall and saying, I'm going Sebastian Stan. Nice. Okay. Yeah. He, he does almost, the, yeah, I almost thought of him for uh, Hudson as well. Yeah. He does the like, just he's got a few screw looses thing really, really well. Um, Burke obviously wants someone slimy, uh, and few villain actors feel slimier to me than Ben Mendelsohn. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So. He just he I think he's so good at playing a villain. I think he would do really this is this kind of thing like is right right up his alley. Um Hicks is dependable, uh, is kind of what I feel like from Hicks. Like he's just kind of like there sort of trying to do the right thing, I guess. Um Charlie Theron. Nice. I love her. I'm it, I, I'm picturing her in the old guard. Did you guys watch that Netflix movie where she's yeah. just yeah. kind of oh, the, yeah, yeah, the leader of this like I want a sequel military group? I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. I really um, want a sequel for it. But her is like the leader of this paramilitary group. Feel like she, like she could just play that exact character and slide right into when we when we fits. saw the the mid credit scene with her in Multiverse of Madness. Camera looks at me and goes, "Oh man, we're never gonna get an old guard sequel." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I might have to just bleep that out because we did the spoiler thing for ago, oh. but that's like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say what character she played, but yeah. Good point. Uh, cool. Uh, Ty. Um, okay. For Bishop, <clears throat> got to go with someone who's already looks like a bad guy. So right off the bat, you already suspect that they're going to be a bad person mm-hmm. going with Javier Bardem. Yeah. Cause he just looks like a bad guy. No matter what. I would have put money on yeah. you casting Paul Dano in that, in that role. Um, <laughs> Well, coming up, I got Burke and Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Playing Burke. <laughs> there we go. That's my bad. Burke's the actual villain. There you go. So of course, Paul Dano. Yeah, yeah, come on, bro. That's on me. Um, but yeah, uh, Paul Dano easily could play that part. Um, Hudson, also, I have to go with an actor who just plays every role with a screw loose. Sam Jake Rockwell. Jake Ooh. Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. I, I was, I was, good one. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal for sure because we were just talking about him in Ambulance. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's great. Yeah, absolutely, Sam Rockwell. And then Hicks, dependable, boring white guy, going with Stephen Amell. He plays Arrow in yeah. 
the green arrow or whatever the yeah, boring way arrow. Arrow. Yeah, i actually yeah. thought about him too that's crazy and like yeah, I I, <laughs> also plays cc's boyfriend and new girl yeah oh yeah who's like he's like very like like friendly racist when he's on mushrooms or something like that <laughs> remember yeah he's, he's like a, in it. yeah <laughs> uh do you guys have any fun backups you want to mention uh backup for hudson was daniel craig just basically doing what he did in Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. The only person I had backups for was Bishop. I just kept thinking of other people. I was like, that would be a fun robot. I put Rebecca Hall, Gemma mm-hmm. Chan, and Killian Murphy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought Tilda Swinton for a minute. Killian Murphy was my backup part. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tilda Swinton feel like she might actually be a robot. So I felt like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Let's move on to our letterbox ratings, Ty. Five stars. I'm going to go three and a half. I like this less than Alien. Yeah, I like Alien not. a lot more. I, 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 it wasn't like a lot more. I did like this. I mean, three and a half is good. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's the Con Air line. Yeah, I just, I think I enjoyed, I, I gave Alien four stars. I think I, I think I liked Alien a little bit more. But. Ellen's face when I said Con Air line. <laughs> uh, Ellen, what'd you give this? Um, I, I think I also gave it three and a half. Like it's fun and it's good, but like I yeah. can't get over the things that I can't get over. Also, yeah. it gets a little too actiony for me. I think mm-hmm. what I love the most about the first one is the drawn out suspense of those more quiet moments. Uh, I love that in a movie like this. Um, this one's just like attack after attack, and there's seemingly hundreds of aliens. It's like I mean, granted, it's bigger and it's more intense as you know sequels ought to be but yeah ellen it's aliens not right. aliens there's, there's many on. aliens the <laughs> plural <laughs> obviously um, i think yeah. the biggest reason that i have alien over this one is i did not like the marines i think that that is the big Could like deciding finish. factor for me i just did not I think like hudson them. is freaking hilarious like, in this movie. i liked hudson because he's he's like i'm not fucking going back in there he's like yeah let's let's nuke the place are you guys how is this a debate like he's he's so good but i think like overall the little like vibe that i get from them as a group it's yuck it's it's like if you had the douchey fbi guys from die hard but put them in the whole movie yeah but everyone that says something douchey dies but still like i really feel like grant maybe i'm giving this too much credit but like as i was watching this all i could think about was like every movie that has like a group of like military guys like go in together and you've got like that one character like thinking about edge of tomorrow i'm thinking about uh like i don't know i just feel like the vibe is always gross and not funny and super hyper masculine to a point where you're just like rolling your eyes you didn't like edge of tomorrow no (laughs) i didn't like those characters i thought like they're like it's yeah thankfully though in edge of tomorrow they don't play quite as big of a role as like the marines played in this one i just feel like this was the prototype for like yeah bro military like i'm like i fucking hate it man i can't (laughs) but three and a half stars is still good like it's still yeah it's the con air line it's a good movie Speaking of Conair, because Ripley's so great, like not. <laughs> I know even... it's coming up. I know what movie Day is about to pick. Sorry, Ellen, we don't have to move on. You, you were talking. About I just said because Ripley is so good and Scorpion River is so great. Like not even James Cameron can sink that shit. Yeah. Well, just... All right. <laughs> Speaking of Conair, 
Speaking oh, of, no. uh, we were, I just, know. Talking, <laughs> just talking about ambulance. I know. I... Oh, yes. I should have known with the ambulance. Yeah. So it's confirmed. I knew exactly. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 want, I want to stick with the, I'm just in a silly over the top action mood movie. And you, you have ambulance to thank for it. Uh, we're going to watch Speed. Starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Oh man! Oh man! I haven't seen this in a long time. I've been avoiding this because I love this. So I'm not a fan of Sandra Bullock, but not in like a Kendra, uh, Anna Kendrick, Anna Anna Kendrick Kendrick way. Like I love, like I love Gravity. I weirdly love Miss Congeniality. Uh, Miss Congeniality is great. But there's like weirdly love that. But most of the time, I'm just like, I don't like Sandra Bullock. So I've been avoiding this. Have you ever seen Hope Floats? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it because my mom like watched it every weekend for like a year and it really got annoying. I get that. It's very dramatic, but she's so great. I will say I currently have speed at four and a half stars on Letterboxd. Did Would you not... just watch this like a few uh, last ago? Su- last summer. Oh, okay. Keanu is quite hot in this. I'm I'm excited yeah, to watch Keanu's this. Keanu's hot in this. Sandra Bullock's hot in this. It's a good, good hot people movie. It's a good cheesy action movie. The dialogue is terrible. The story is nonsense and it's a blast. It is a nonsense plot. Yeah. Like even, but it's, it is it's the fun. It's perfect fun. 90s action movie. Like when I think a 90s action movie, I think of speed. Like it is everything that I want a cheesy over the top 90s action movie to be. Who's the villain? Who plays the villain in this? I it's mm. been since last summer since I saw it, so I don't 100 percent remember. Sorry to the. Uh... It's just like a character actor, I think. It's not like anyone famous. Dennis Hopper. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, took me a second. Talk about someone who has a screw loose in every act. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great villain. I think this is going to be such a fun recast. Uh, it's going to be so fun to talk about. Jeff I think- Daniels is in this. Oh, freaking, uh, um, <laughs> um, from Ferris Bueller, Cameron's in this movie. Yeah. What? Oh, He's yeah. one of the passengers on the bus. Yeah. I, man, I am so ready for this. I love this movie. I gave it four and a half when I watched it last summer. Would not be shocked if I gave it five stars this time. I think it's so good. Oh, Jan um, DeBont directed and this. And I oh, cannot no. wait to listen to Ellen talk about it because of how much you hated Con Air. I think uh, I like this more than Conair. Like more than Conair, but it is it is certainly like in that vein. You know what I mean? So we'll see. God, I can't wait to talk about speed with you guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're ready to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching a movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at wswampod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watching movie pod. Until next time, stop your grinning and drop your living. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs>